0: for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: We begin by acknowledging the Gabigabi people, the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast episode is being recorded today, and pay respects to their elders, past and present, and to their parents with children with disabilities. Hello, Green Vegetables everywhere. Gary here, welcoming you to my first Beans Talk. And a shout-out to Glenn for this excellent name for our conversations. Here's a note that Glenn sent us recently. He says, Hey, when Gary starts interviewing other beans, can that be called Beans Talk? Yes, Glenn, it can, and from here on, it always shall be. And, Glenn continues... Are the wives of beans called bean bags? No, Glenn, I do not think that's a good idea. <laughs> he goes on to kind of cover himself. He says, In saying that, I refer to myself as my partner's handbag. Well, that's lovely, Glenn. I'm glad you and your partner have the bag thing worked out. But no, um,. To answer your question, we won't refer to wives as beanbags, but yes, and thank you, we will be calling these conversations Beanstalk. Uh, Glenn, by the way, has also offered to come and have a chat with me, which is great. Thanks, Glenn. That's very generous of you. So sometime soon, I will be having a Beanstalk with Glenn, whom I've never met, but I think I like already. So today, I I sat down for about 20 minutes or so with my son, Christopher. I wanted to chat with him about just one topic, his ongoing attempts to secure a drone pilot's license. Okay, so let me back up a little bit. I've been Christopher's full-time carer since he was seven, and I have to say that he and I make a pretty good team. To get the full background, I suggest you go back and listen to my chat with Kate and Mandy ...on a Two P's podcast back in July, July 2021. But for now, just quickly, Christopher was born 25 years ago... ...by emergency caesarean with no life signs... ...after 17 minutes of oxygen starvation in the womb. This led to athetoid cerebral palsy. Now, Christopher is quadriplegic. He can't sit or stand or walk, and he has zero use of his hands... Plus, he finds speaking to be very tiring and difficult, but he has no intellectual impairment, and he has taught himself over the years to tap a switch with his head to access technology in ways that I never imagined would be possible. I need to explain to you how this interview is going to work. Christopher's cerebral palsy has placed some pretty severe limitations on his ability to speak clearly because of course as you i'm sure you are very well aware complex control of the muscles in the mouth and the throat as well as good control of breathing these things are all necessary in order for you know for us to to speak clearly and uh, in Christopher's case that just becomes very problematic in fact he's often said if he was given the choice between being able to walk or being able to speak clearly He would take speech every day and twice on Sunday. It is such a barrier in many ways uh, in his life, so much more so than the the, the ability to walk. So anyway, he and I tossed up what to do about that because a podcast, let's face it, (laughs) is people talking. We decided, uh, we first of all thought we might try to use his computer voice, Alex, to give his answers – which Christopher always does in videos that he makes. But we decided that that was going to be quite difficult to record. So we decided to do what we always do whenever we're talking to someone on the phone or, you know, at the shops or on stage in front of a big crowd. He will speak a phrase and I will repeat the words as exactly as I can, as if they are his words. This takes a bit of getting used to for some listeners. But most people get the hang of it eventually, so I hope you do too. It does mean that you're going to actually hear him speak, which is a good thing, gives him the chance to to let his voice be heard. But it does also mean that I'm going to be asking the questions and then also (laughs) speaking the answers that follow. So it might sound a bit strange at first, but I hope you'll be able to get into the rhythm. Let me introduce him to you and then we will get into our conversation. Christopher works in software quality assurance. He's a video editor certified in Apple's Final Cut Pro 10. He's the founder of Hands Optional, helping people with disabilities to know about the accessibility features built into all Apple devices. In his case, especially, the built-in features called Switch Control and Head Pointer. He's a member of the Apple Consultants Network and an accessibility ambassador. He's been the keynote presenter at various national and international conferences. He's a self-confessed aerospace nerd with a number of items on his bucket list, including skydiving, God save me, and producing a feature film. He and his three cats Live on Queensland's Sunshine Coast. And this is me talking to my boy. Hello, Christopher. Thank you very much for joining me. I know you're very busy at the moment with a contract that keeps you occupied full time, so I, I really appreciate you carving out a space to talk to me. Good to be here.
2: Um uh, I can't
1: i feel like i'm the guy you call when you have to fill 30 minutes (laughs) well that's kind of true i mean i would have wanted you to come in anyway and i i I really mean that but yes let's face it um Perhaps it's happening right now because I am trying to fill 30 minutes, yes. <laughs> well, thank you, but that's, that's very kind of you. So let's get into it. Uh, in order to do this, and the peas are used to this little uh, opening process, so let's do what they're used to, I'm going to ask you a uh, couple of questions. Um, do you have a favourite piece of music or a favourite band or something that you go to when you want to... Uh, Feel uh, up or relax or or whatever, so we can put it into the Spotify list.
2: Um, my favorite song um, is called "Be Still."
1: My favorite song is called "Be Still." By the Killers. Ah, yes.
2: It
1: kind of helps me cry when I'm feeling overwhelmed. Oh really? Isn't it good to have a song like that? i do the same if you need to sort of unlock the, the floodgates or something because you can feel the pressures build up and you want to let it out. So that song does it for you? All right peas uh be still by the killers if you don't know it already, you possibly already do, but uh thanks for that uh the second question then is uh did you win any awards at school
2: yeah. yes.
1: yes I did <laughs> but I can't remember any of them yeah, well, that's probably uh says something, doesn't it uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Well, we won't go any further with that. You did win some awards, and um, none of them really stuck in your memory. Okay, cool. Now, I don't need to ask you the third question about why you are AP, because you aren't. Uh, you are, in fact, according to the, uh, the uh, nomenclature of this tribe, AP Shoot. Uh, but as I've told everyone, you're 25 years old, and uh, you quite happily uh, decided to come in and uh, talk to me as adult to adult uh, even though you are a pea shoot and we have agreed that you won't say anything bad about me okay right. all right well let's let's get into it i've got a few questions for you about just one topic for today i really want to concentrate on just one thing uh, because it's current, it's happening right now, and uh, it's also fascinating to me. Um, you are trying to become a licensed drone pilot.
2: Yeah.
1: Why? Good question. Thank you. <laughs>
2: I've
1: always been fascinated by aviation
2: and
1: and over the past few years
2: this the
1: tech has kind of got to the point
2: where I can fly, drone.
1: I can fly a drone using your, sw- your head switch. Right, yep. <laughs> one thing.
2: so that's one thing um,
1: the other thing is I just love video
2: and um, photos i love
1: I love the opportunity it gives me to <laughs>
2: Myself Ex- and tell
1: to express myself and tell stories, yeah, yeah. But why do you need a license, though? I mean, you've been shooting video with a drone for quite some time now, a couple of different drones, I think. Why? Why are you aiming for getting a license?
2: Um, I think I realized, um, oh, like. like, like Yeah.
1: I think I realised, late last year...
2: But
1: But I wasn't super happy with my office job. So I'm really excited by the idea...
2: ...of going out and capturing a piece of the world.
1: Of going out and capturing a piece of the world.
2: And now putting some emotion into it. And
1: putting some emotion into it. And sharing it with others.
2: <laughs> to,
1: to do that as a job, you really need a license. Yeah, and the restrictions are getting even tighter, aren't they? As each year goes by, because of near misses and people who do dickhead things with their with their drones, um, so CASA are requiring that if you want to be hired as a drone pilot or something so that's really your long-term goal is to maybe do this professionally okay all right well that's a that's good so you I know that you've completed all of the theory for the certificate three with uh, Aviation Australia and you've passed all the knowledge requirements all the theory requirements But CASA have not yet been able to sign you off. CASA, if you're listening and you don't know, is the Civil Aviation Safety Authority in Australia. They're the ones who are responsible for air safety and licensing and regulation and so on. CASA have not been able to sign you off, even though they signed everyone else off in the class that you were in earlier in the year, as a remote pilot. So before we unpack why that is, let me ask you how that made you feel, how that makes you feel.
2: Boom. Um, I,
1: I love aviation.
2: I love aviation. I, I
1: love being able to fly things.
2: i love being able to fly things. I'd be, pretty devastated, um, if sign me
1: so I'd be pretty devastated if they couldn't sign me up.
2: off oh, that. Oh.
1: i would we'll be I devastated if they
2: could not sign me up. Or sign off on that. Uh, but I don't... But, um, I do I not no.
1: They've already to they've
2: me, all... um I
1: They've already said no to me twice actually.
2: <laughs>
1: when I first signed up for the course
2: I did, I did it online.
1: I did it online. And they somehow figured out
2: <laughs> who,
1: who I was.
2: <laughs> I, I, I don't know
1: how that happened. I think they might have seen somebody saw your videos on YouTube or something. Uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> I remember
2: getting a, call
1: getting a phone call from them and them saying, Look, we really don't see how this can be possible. We can't. We can't take you in with Um, other students. So that was kind of the first time.
2: I, 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 I convinced them.
1: (laughs) I convinced them. To give me a go. You convinced Casa to give you a go. And credit to them, they did, didn't they? They said, all right, well, look, you know, let's see how it goes. <laughs> yep.
2: Um, and, um, yeah, I, yeah, I did the week long training course.
1: So I did the week-long training course.
2: Um, and. Oh, i
1: I expected that by the end of the week I would have a
2: license But um no
1: but I found out during the practical flying days
2: that I would know um, um, uh, uh,
1: but I, that I was nowhere near the standard that they expect. Now let me just clarify for the listeners why that is. It's not because you don't know how to fly a drone or that you haven't already done so. It's that they are requiring particular quite complicated maneuvers on a testing field, from somebody who's using two hands on a joystick controller. So you've got the left controller with four directions, left, right, up and down, and the right controller with the same, just like a gaming controller. And all of these manoeuvres require multiple combinations of those two controllers. But you're using a switch or switches, which doesn't fully (laughs) capture the movement of... Joysticks, does it? <laughs> so that's why you were unable to fulfil the obligations or the requirements? Um,
2: yeah, mm. um, I can um, i can for the circuit, but, um, I can technically
1: fly all of the circuits, but
2: um, but in the author my
1: yeah, but it's an automatic thing. It's like it's an automatic mode.
2: Yeah. i a
1: pilot. I need to be able to take over from the automation if something goes wrong. So this is a safety requirement from Cass's point of view. They want to be sure that if, if your GPS fails or something else fails, that you can safely return the aircraft. Manually to land, and that's something you can't do without having your hands on the controllers. Yeah, okay.
0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: So at this point, you've completed all of theory. You've you've done the course. You blitzed it, actually. Didn't you? Um, Had no problem with that at all. I know I was in the course with you all week to help you translate and I, I was completely bamboozled by all the the uh, aerodynamics you had to do and the weather patterns and the radios and everything you had to do and you, you got all of that. But but how do you feel now, having come that far and you kind of have had hit this brick wall? How do you feel there now? Oh! There was a time there on the weekend after we did the course <laughs> Well, I had no idea what to do. <laughs> but did you feel like were you feeling um, sad about that, or, or frustrated, or yeah? So that that was that was a, a difficult thing to have to live with.
2: But I that helped We realize that. Okay. But I think
1: that helped me realise that I really care. Okay. So it kind of galvanised you to see what you could do. So what are you doing about this problem? What are you doing? How are you trying to get around this?
2: Well, I'm um, with um, <laughs> I put like, I in a hope a lot. Oh
1: a friend and I have come up with a prototype app
2: <laughs>
1: and it basically allows me to control the sticks using switches head switches, yep okay.
2: Um, so, if, if it, I, you know,
1: so if you think about it there's eight different movements.
2: And we can combine them in for
1: and we can combine those in multiple switch actions.
2: Um, this This... this thing that I'm really proud about,
1: The thing that I'm really proud um, about
2: is we i um, we, we brought you the fast boy at home. And we tested it.
1: Is that we built the first prototype and we tested it. In front of my flight instructor from Aviation Australia, wasn't it? Yep, yep.
2: And... Uh, yes. um, and
1: and he said, I know you can fly
2: yeah.
1: and those words really meant the world to me, yeah, yeah. So you'd tried it out in the simulator, and you'd actually done some test flights around, you know, in in the bushland around home. Took it to Brisbane to the Aviation Australia guys and showed them what you were doing. And the instructor said that to you. So you felt like you'd been making some progress, I guess. Um, are, are you there yet?
2: <laughs>
1: no. Okay. Uh, you. Well, so what where to from here
2: well, then?
1: We still have a long way to go.
2: Um, uh, um, for, example, for example
1: In prototype one.
2: Um, I can honor and combine the three flight controls at once.
1: I can only control three flight controls at once.
2: And the process of changing a flight control.
1: And the process of changing a flight control. <laughs>
2: What's that?
1: Takes a good twenty or thirty seconds.
2: It's how oh my brain is that
1: So we really need to get that
2: down. down. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, you can imagine that if a bird starts flying towards me, I need to be able to get out of the fucking way. (laughs) Yes, that's right. And you can't wait 20 seconds to switch to another mode. Yes. Yes, so it's not there yet. Are you feeling, how are you feeling? Confident or uh, do, do you reckon you're getting there?
2: I feel like I'm making really great progress.
1: I feel like I'm making really great progress.
2: quite big. Me,
1: There's still some really quite big challenges.
2: That I, I only just don't know. That we can solve.
1: That I honestly don't know if we can solve.
2: Uh, I hope, uh, I hope
1: I have a software guy.
2: But I really think I need uh
1: But I really need an electrical engineering person. Okay, so there are some technical things that are still still a challenge. Uh you're hoping to solve them though, I guess and you're aiming towards doing that. I remember you said to me, and you said to the flight instructors on the first week that we were there, this is a long-term project, this could be years long even, but that it's got to be done right and you're, you're going to see if you can do it. Okay. Well, mate, look, I, I'm completely in awe. I, um, with two good hands, I've crashed more drones than you have <laughs> <laughs> using a head switch.
2: Um,
1: I'm still flying the old Phantom 4.
2: Are
1: you? The one that I've crashed multiple times? Oh, goodness. Um, (laughs) It's amazing that thing's still flying. And you have a couple of uh, newer drones as well, just for anybody who's interested. What is it, a Mavic uh Mav- Mavic 2.
2: Yeah.
1: And a Parrot? Yeah. And uh, do you have a Mavic Mini?
2: Um, yeah. yeah. I you might. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so look, um, thanks, mate. We're going to wrap this up now because... Um, I know that coming out with these long sentences is a bit tiring and uh, we've we've probably just covered that one topic. There's so much more we could talk about and we probably will. Will you come back sometime and talk to me again? <laughs> if I can't find anyone else to talk to? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: okay, sure. Thank you. That's my boy. All right, mate. Well, look, uh, congratulations on what you've achieved. I, you know, can I just say I... Uh, standing alongside you when you've been sitting there in your wheelchair you've had this ipad up in front of you on a on a on a mobile little table little desk we're sitting under a shade cover you're tapping away madly with switches and the flight instructors are watching what's going on and your arms are flapping around in the breeze (laughs) not doing anything and yet your drone that you're controlling in your square is maneuvering and flying and so on and I've, I've been watching them and uh, talking to them and it's just a, an incredible thing. So hopefully the peas will find this something that um, not only is interesting but, you know, anything anything is a challenge and sometimes the best thing to do is just to go head first into the challenge and see what happens. Do you want to finish up with something?
2: Uh. Oh, 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 oh I I cannot up at once no rest in I wish you there oh No win that I
1: I kind of felt a bit nervous. I
2: kind of a bit nervous. When, Dad when
1: when I asked you to do an interview. Yeah.
2: Because, uh, because. I know I know I know this how so many, so many omelets in my oh,
1: Because I know so many amazing
2: pods.
1: Pods. You mean peas? Or oh, oh, pea shoots? Or no. pod. Peas.
2: Peas. <laughs> They're in a pod.
1: <laughs> so, you knew, no. so you knew so many peas and pea shoots would be listening.
2: Yep.
1: And I seriously don't know
2: how,
1: how you guys do it. Yeah, mate, thank you. That's that's very um generous of you to say. It's uh there are people listening who who really are not sure how they're going to get through the next challenge, and uh, I know that. And uh, so, don't be nervous about coming and talking about your story, because that's what this is all about, getting everybody's truth out there, getting everyone's story told, and this is your story, mate, and uh, we we love to hear it. So thank you again. You know, I am not really a glass-half-full kind of person. I tend to expect things to go wrong rather than right. Plus, I can see all the things that might go wrong, and I plan to try to reduce the problems before they materialise. Now, this can make me a good person to have around when someone is vulnerable or a situation is dangerous. And as you know, you can't just go with the flow all the time when it comes to to disability. So in some ways, it's a good thing, Uh, but it can make me tough to live with if you are more of a spontaneous type. In fact, uh, our kids used to call us overdone and underdone. If you hadn't guessed, I was overdone and their mother was underdone. Over the years, I've come to call myself a surprised pessimist. I even have a blog that I call The Surprised Pessimist. Whenever something works out better than I expected, I'm pleasantly surprised. Now, optimism tends to get all of the applause, and that's, that's cool. But see, there can be problems, I think, with blind optimism. On the banner of the blog that I mentioned, the surprised pessimist, I have this quote from Colum McCann. I'm not interested in blind optimism, but I am very interested in optimism that is hard won, that takes on darkness and then says, this is not enough. I think that's kind of appropriate, having just been listening to Christopher and his attitude to challenges and difficulties and not necessarily assuming the outcome, but trying to overcome them anyway. I thought it might be fitting to just finish this episode by reading you a little piece that I wrote for my blog called Apple Has Given My Son a Hand. The human hand is a wondrous piece of engineering. Imagine where you would be if you were suddenly without yours. Think of the language we use. We speak about reaching out, lending a hand, hands on, get a grip, hand out, handy, a handful, hands free, hand over, hang on, hold on, at your fingertips, in the palm of your hand, second hand, hand hand-me-downs, high five, point the finger, thumbs up, let your fingers do the walking, and on it goes. There are about a thousand minutes in a waking day, I wonder how many of those minutes involve you using your hands. Grasping, gripping, holding, making, fixing, building, driving, working, writing, caressing, fondling, stroking. And I wonder how you would take care of yourself, earn a living, express yourself, interact with others, follow your dreams, live, if you had no use of your hands. I don't have to imagine what this is like. I've experienced it daily through my son, whose quadriplegia means that his strong, well-formed hands are quite useless. Well, perhaps not totally useless. As a diabetic, he needs several blood glucose tests a day, and his fingers get regularly stuck with needles. But that's all that they're good for. Then, surprise, surprise, into our lives comes Apple. Did you know that every Apple device, be it a Mac or an iPhone, an iPad, Apple TV or an Apple Watch, is engineered at no extra cost with a powerful suite of accessibility features? One of those features, switch control, is for people who have some form of physical impairment such that they find it difficult or impossible to touch a screen, or type on a keyboard, or handle a mouse or remote control. Using switch control, and more recently, head tracker, and tapping a small switch with his head, my son tweets, texts, types emails, makes FaceTime calls, operates the TV, studies at university online, runs a video editing business called Final Cut Pro on his Mac, plays games, listens to music, turns on lights and air conditioners in the house, and even pilots a drone. And with platform switching, which is also built in, you can pick up and put down various Apple devices around the home and office and control them from one device. In Christopher's case, his wheelchair-mounted iPhone is now his universal remote controller switch interface. I never thought such things would be possible. I'm a pessimist, so I'm surprised. Thank you for listening to this first Beanstalk. It's been so nice to know that you're there. We'll talk again soon. Bye for now.